0: You you didn't do it right. (laughs) Sonic Boom! Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up.
1: Mark 44, powering up. Suits are online. Welcome
0: to House Party Protocol. Power up Suits, and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is one of my good, good friends. It's the one and only Sandbox who does the Gamers Guild Shatterpoint podcast now. What's happening, my guy?
1: Yay, yeah, what's going on? Long time no see on here.
0: I know, man, it's been a second since we had you on, and I'm really glad to have you back because of a few reasons. One, you have really fun takes, which I always enjoy. Two, we're about to head to this event together this weekend, and I am stoked to talk about it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, As other listeners on here are familiar with, I'm sure, uh, we uh, usually traverse NashCon this time of year.
0: Yes, we are frequent visitors of the NASHCON. What is this, year three? I think
1: so, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say goal for year three is to not try to fight anybody in the street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it didn't happen last year. So I know. I, that that makes me uh, happy. But yeah, that's, I think that's like the the staple like <laughs> bar goal, right?
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. And and look, try not to to have anybody throw hands over Cosmic Ghost Rider or and Face is probably another thing we probably don't want.
1: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, this time, this will be the first year, I'm actually changing roles a little bit, and I will be actually, instead of being a player, I'm actually a TO this time around working with Nate.
0: That's really awesome to hear, man. I'm excited to hear about that experience once it's over, because I know like it's pretty much been just Nate and Gronko trying to manage... 60 to 80 you know hot bodies in that hot room so i'm really interested to see how that goes
1: well i have a little bit of good news for you uh we actually got approved for a different room this time around so that's gonna be a little bit bigger uh hopefully we'll have a little bit more breathing room
0: you know some more breathing room will be good and some less sweaty things like i'm the kind of person sean where when I'm playing a game, whether I'm playing casually, playing for, you know, kind of all the marbles, whatever, it doesn't matter, I am dumping sweat, typically. Typically. <laughs> so no matter where we are, I will be sweating, and hopefully I'm going to bring extra deodorant and uh, make sure to be reapplying between rounds.
1: Right. Hey, that could be a good part of our potential topic for later.
0: It sure could. So Suits, today... What we're going to do is kind of have like two episodes crammed into one and we're going to have a discussion on Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger from Earth's Mightiest Core set that will be releasing in October. And then we're also going to do something that we've done before, but I think it has value because of a few reasons. One could be somebody's first episode here, so we always want to keep it fresh for people that are brand new. Two, someone could be traveling to an event for the very first time and need some advice. Or three, just a healthy reminder for those of us that do travel, and that is some tournament prep and tournament etiquette, tournament tactics, whatever you want to call it. Just just a little tournament talk, little, little tournament talk with Ted, even though I'm not Ted.
1: Welcome to Will's Ted Talk.
0: Yes, exactly. So so yeah, strap in for all of that and um without further adieu, let us find this Captain Marvel model and discuss that because I, I don't know about you, I am stoked for for what's happening with this model.
1: So depending on the model we are talking about, uh I I have a hot take on one of them.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, take it away.
1: Absolutely. So the regular, normal form of Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avenger, um, I love. I think that's a great model. I love the design of it. Um, it is the binary form version. I am not the biggest fan of. I think her pose is a little awkward. On top of that, uh, I kind of wish they would add some sort of like glow effect. A little bit more on her
0: Mm. Yeah so I agree with you I like the Basic version quite a bit I think it looks it's a very like About to be ready for takeoff As opposed to like floating on a rock Like the original one and then we've got a really Sweet like tactical rock Tactical explosion combination Happening here which I I really Rather like so I think that's a a really nice touch and it's very Kind of getting ready To start something Right? Right. And I love that. And then, I also feel like that this version of Captain Marvel, like, I, if I paint my Captain Marvel up, I might do the, like, classic. Like, the gray and green Captain Marvel, just because it's just such a classic outfit for, for the character. And um, I really like that, and I think it could work really cool uh, at all that stuff. Yeah. But to your point on the binary one, so... I'm with you in the very awkwardness posing factor, because what makes it awkward to you?
1: It's the fact that I don't know. She's kind of risen up. I guess you could say with like the fist out, she's like maybe shooting a photon blast, or whatnot, out of that fist. But and and unless of course there's like a comic panel that I'm missing that I don't recall her doing a pose like this. Um, it, to me, it just seems a little, like she has that forward trajectory of like, from the original model of like the normal of how she's starting to take off to where now she has taken off, but now she's like, instead of like going up and like that, she's like this weird, just outward pose with her fist. It's just not doing it for me.
0: Yeah. I, I think what really messes it up for me is the fact that she's on that blast, like that little, that little energy blast And, like, Mm -hmm. that conveys a sense of upward momentum, and then, like you said, the punch outward contradicts the upward momentum. Correct. And I do agree with you. I think that there's a photon blast kind of implication here. And, yeah, it's one of those things where we've seen AMG do this before, and, like, it would have been really cool to have some kind of, like, energy effect around her outward stretched hand, because then you can kind of say, okay, cool, she's doing a photon blast.
1: Right. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's like, I'm not saying it's a bad model, just the posing, along with, I know, like, even if we're, like, in by her binary form, and if you, like, you know, go look at her card, uh, you'll see that she has, like, this, like, glow off her. Modeling-wise, yeah. I can see why they went that and didn't do that effect. That would be kind of hard to pull off. But uh, having some sort of glow effect would have also been
0: nice. I I completely agree. And I'm also going to say something that this this might be a little bit controversial. I don't know. I really hate that binary form is just the Captain Marvel with the helmet. And not like what binary, like binary form has a completely different look
1: yes 100 yeah that's kind of what i'm getting at like the glow effect at least would have like leveled it up and like gave it more of that binary form feel for me yes. but if we're talking actual binary form like from the comics yeah it's wild
0: right so, right just uh, do yourself a favor uh, honestly if you've never googled captain marvel binary form and just look at what that looks like And then what this looks like, uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, yeah, (laughs) it's it's so different,
1: right? I'm glad they went the transform route. I think it actually fits this character very well. Absolutely. But yeah, the the model itself, they could have done a bit more for me. But yeah, but not to completely poo poo on it. The normal form is gas. I love it. It's great. Just, I just wish the binary form brought a little more to the table.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Again, this is a very big if I paint this model situation, but we were going, we're painting it in like binary color schemes. Like we're going to really try to, try to make that happen.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like all the hobbyist gurus out there, I'm sure we're gonna see some really cool takes on that model and how they spruce it up. You know, you know, you can do some wizard stuff with green stuff and yeah. uh, all that. And I'm I'm excited to see that. But for our base, you know, like more just like, hey, I do the hobbying on the side. I'm here more to play the game. Yeah, kind of stuck with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been stuck with worse. Core box Cor- Peter, honestly.
1: Oh, oh. Don't make me cry.
0: Yeah, somebody out there's crying, uh, especially (laughs) when we get to Spectacular Spider-Man. But that's a a conversation for another time. So we have Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger in her normal form. She has the alter ego of Carol Danvers. So why that's relevant, especially now, is that you can only have one version of Carol Daniels in your squad that's on the tabletop. You can have both versions of Carol Danvers in your roster, but only one version on the tabletop in your squad. Now, your opponent can also be playing Carol Danvers. I had someone ask me recently that's pretty new to the game. They were like, hey, can there be two toads on the table at the same time? I was like, not in your squad, but opponents can each have their own. And it was one of those things, Sean, that I never really thought as a question, but it was a really good question
1: yeah I actually agree. um have it's been a while since I've been asked that question, but uh working over at the shop and helping people out and grow that community here in Memphis um yeah it, it is a question that if i've someone's really new, it does come up from time to time, and it's a very valid question with that base rule for yourself being impl- implemented
0: Exactly. I completely agree. So we have a top stat line of four physical defense, four energy defense. For mystic defense seven stamina she is five threat now still size two and moves medium so for a five threat this feels like a pretty solid stat line what do you think
1: actually agree um seven is healthy along with the four 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 um i'm actually kind of Ha- I I could see four four three for Carol, but I mean I'm super happy with four four four, just um sticking with like thematics. Um and everything else seems very well in line here.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And worth noting, nothing changes on this stat line, whether she's in normal or binary form, on the injured side. And just either side. Like she's she's this stat line in both forms.
1: So indeed.
0: Important to note. Would you like to cover the attacks, sir?
1: Absolutely. So first off, we have Photon Blast. It is energy, range four, five strength. Um, After the attack is resolved, you gain power equal to the damage dealt with a wild trigger of a pursuit. So before damage is dealt, the uh, attacker, or the the character rather, may advance towards the target character short.
0: Nice, nice. I really like having that baked in movement there. And it's something that you're probably not going to trigger too often but when you do it'll be a really nice little little bonus i think
1: absolutely it it kind of masks some of the problems original carol had which is getting in um it's a nice little boost to like oh well now she actually has an option outside of just a move action to get a little bit of a movement towards her opponent which she wants to get closer
0: yeah Exactly. Completely agree there. Uh, I really like that a lot. So, what's the next
1: Indeed. one? Absolutely. Uh, it is Sonic Boom. Uh, this is not Guile we're talking uh, about No, you, here you
0: didn't do it right. <laughs> sonic Boom! There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, so it's, it is a physical attack. Range 3, 6 strength. Uh, after the attack is off, she gains power equal to the damage dealt. What? Um wild concussive trigger after the attack is resolved the target character loses a power I mean, this is the ability we've seen on characters like colossus um but if you notice too both of these attacks don't cost any power and, and they both gain you
0: power yeah they're gainers like mm-hmm. i'm sorry builders not not gainers i said the wrong like made-up word that we came up with for these right the these verbiage things. how dare you <laughs> i you know it, right? <laughs> 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 but what, that, I mean, like, that that's blowing my mind right now.
1: Right. Um, Maybe we'll see something later in her kit for a reason why.
0: I think we just might. But that's all the attacks that she has in her normal form. And, Sean, I don't know about you, but not having a spender, which, again, just I'm burying the lead here. You'll, you'll see something soon. But I like this little attack suite here i think this is a really nice kind of like starting point for what we're gonna see later from the attack suite and one where you're maybe not going to be building power super consistently but you should be a pretty decent power battery i think given these two attacks
1: Absolutely. Um I like the fact that she has like a range four or five a dice and then but if you're within that range three band, then you're okay, let me give you my six dice attack. Um it hitting a little bit more online with a five threat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly it because we've seen enough evidence at this point of five threats out there in the in the wild that are different dice values and the difference between a five and a six dice attack on that five threat character can really make a difference i'm uh, looking at you cable
1: right absolutely i've noticed that amg at least in the past we're kind of seeing a a bit of a shift in their design perspective um how like characters are coming out um recently but before i know a lot of five threats you know you have like cable as you mentioned, Jean Grey, I think would be another one Yep. that just have like these five dice builders. Um, but they're usually a bit more of like techie pieces, if that's like a way to put it. Yeah. Um, and so this, it's nice to kind of see that I haven't, we haven't seen that design space in a while for fives. And I hope that this shift continues.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So superpowers Here, we have all of these are about to be innate superpowers, which means in normal form for Carol, these are always active. Enhanced energy absorption. When this character is defending against an energy or mystic attack for each wild in the defense role, it may change one of the attacker's criticals, wilds, or hits, to a blank, this character gains one power for each die changed this way. Ooh, pure gasoline, baby.
1: Well, I know you play a lot of uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And I know you're loving to see this.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Carol here has the one thing that Sorcerer Supreme doesn't have, and that's an extra energy defense. Come on, AMG. <laughs> Come on.
1: I know, right? I mean, it does make sense for her character. She, I mean, she's kind of like, not made of energy, but she like exudes it, right?
0: She does. It, it is very much thematic, but you know, OG Strange has four energy defense. What happened? If he got more Supreme, how did he lose an energy defense? Come on. I'm just saying. I guess he <laughs> stopped
1: reading the energy book. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the book of <laughs> energies. Yeah. He let go of his Energon cube. Is that it? Totally different universe. What am I
1: doing? (laughs) Maybe so.
0: Yeah. So I got to say, this is really cool though. And and I want for someone that might not have played core box Carol very often, might not have played Strange Supreme, explaining how this works, I think is really important. So what's going to happen is if you attack Carol with an energy or a mystic attack and she rolls any wilds in that, not only... Does that count for a block? It also is going to take one of your successes away. So it really functionally amounts to two successes whenever she rolls those wilds. So it's one of those things where it's a very strong ability. And if you have played against core box Carol, you'll see attacking her with energy can really not be a good thing for you because... The original version has energy absorption, and this one just gets you mystic attacks on it as well, which I think is really cool.
1: Absolutely. I think this uh, her defensive suite is very strong here. Obviously, you don't want to see physical attacks going into her, but she still has a solid physical defense suite of four dice, so it's that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very good. This is a great defensive tech.
0: It really is. And I'm going to skip the next one because it's it's more relevant here in a second. And, and it's also important to note with this enhanced energy absorption, for each die that Carol changes, she's going to gain a power. And we'll see why that's important when we get back to the one I'm skipping. So the next innate superpower we're going to talk about here is you call that a punch. When this character is dealt damage by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, it gains one power so yeah just just building all the power all the time here with carol
1: yeah um it's pretty crazy to see that we have two builders we have a defensive tech piece here of gaining power by blanking out dice with energy and mystic attacks and then now she just gains an additional power when she takes damage that's uh she's going to be a battery for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then she has the innates of flight and she's immune to incinerate and poison, which is just poison makes sense. Incinerate is just it, that feels thematic, but like, man, OK, cool. You're just going to have to get through all of that.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, incinerate is you love to see it, right? you yeah, love to see
0: it. Yeah. So the superpower that I skipped here, it is higher further, faster. At the start of this character's activation, if it has six or more power, it transforms into Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avenger, Binary. And for those that might be a little fresher to the game, haven't experienced transforming characters before, what this means is you place the other model within range one of Carol Danvers normal, so the binary model gets placed within range one of the character transforming and then you remove the other character once that placement is done. Now, this is considered a placement which a placement is a movement so it can trigger things that trigger off of that. So, keep that in mind.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's also great to... um, It's nice little like... Advanced tech of like, hey, if you need just like that little bit of a bump to move yourself forward, put yourself on an objective or put yourself within range. Like if you know she's sitting on that power, well, then you activate her and you get to put her that little bit closer just where you need to be. It's It uh, transforms a really cool mechanic.
0: It is. And it is really important to note here. It's at the start of her activation. So unlike the old version She doesn't have like active control over it, but I think this is a really nice way to kind of say she's building up to something. I really like how they've done that.
1: Same here. I'm actually really happy to see that this is not like a power phase trigger, that the fact you do get a little bit of control because you pick like if you just want to hold off from activating her. Um, you get a little bit of that control of like, well, I choose when I'm going to turn, like like when I'm going to like transform this turn. Yeah. Instead of just doing it off the rip in the power phase and then your opponent trying to deal with that.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think that that makes, makes it a lot more interesting. So on Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger binary form, Sean, what kind of attack suite are we looking at here?
1: All right. Well, I think it's good to note real quick that nothing changes on her base stat suite. Still has the same defenses, still has the same health, all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. So we are good there. Uh, first attack on the here is we have Binary Blast. It is energy, range 2, 6 strength. It costs 1 power. After the attack is resolved, this character pushes the target short. Guaranteed. It also has a wild incinerate trigger. Um, This attack is quite good. Uh, Guaranteed pushes are gasoline.
0: Yeah. So this is one that's really interesting to me because it's something that we haven't seen in this way since I think Black Panther, where a must push on a range to attack. And if you are base to base... With that character that you are pushing, and you're and and you're pushing them short, they will no longer be in range for a range two attack if they push the maximum distance.
1: Right, I think Red Guardian had an attack like that too. I could be mistaken. I can't remember if it was a must or a may. But this is size unrestricted to exactly. Note. <laughs> Yeah, like OG OG Black Panther was that way 100%, but since his update, that has changed. It's nice to see another character here that can deal with some of these uh, big boys we've been seeing a lot lately.
0: Yes, the, the battle cruisers are not safe from Carol flicking them away. That's right. Yeah, and I also don't want to gloss over the wild incinerate trigger is... A little bit of gravy, I feel like on this attack because as we go through this attack suite, so we've got this attack at six dice. Her other attacks five and six dice, and there's one more we're going to talk about. You're if you're attacking something like a core box widow, or maybe even like a beast with his two energy defense. You know some some of these characters that might be a little quote unquote weakness to something, right? there's a non-zero chance that you just delete them before you hit these triggers. So keep that kind of stuff in mind as you're playing Carol in her binary form or just in general, this version of Carol in that she hits pretty hard and, and I like, I'm glad to see it. I like it. I think it's cool and it's fun and all that stuff. And I think that this is another thing that is, and maybe this is a discussion for the end of this character, but whatever it it's it's nice to see that it's like okay cool this battle cruiser meta thing that we've been having it's it's kind of spreading out a little bit right it's where we're evening out that horizon does that make sense
1: a bit yeah um it this is definitely a piece i think that can kind of fit within the current meta where it and as we'll kind of see the rest of this character, the binary form suite here in a minute, uh, it'll that those pieces are going to fall into place of like, why this character is going to fit within what's going on. Uh, I'm happy to see that we're getting a version of Carol that is more fitting to the character.
0: Correct. Correct. So what's the next attack?
1: All right, the second and final attack here in this suite is Warbird. It is also energy, range three, eight dice with a power cost of three. After this attack is resolved, you place this character within range two of the target character. And it has two separate triggers one single wild trigger of a throw. After the attack is resolved, you may throw the target character short no size restriction yet Ooh. again and the other is an explosive trigger on a crit in a wild uh, before damage is dealt other enemy characters within range two suffer one damage
0: within range so, two of the target character
1: of the of the target character correct yeah. not of carol my apologies yeah. so yes it is a uh, kind of going back to what you're saying this is like harder hitting um Character here, yes. I mean, eight dice, range three, only three power. Um, Noticing something here about both of these attacks, there's no... She's not gaining any power off of either one of
0: these. Correct. Correct. She but, She's spending, which, if you go back to her normal form, if she has six or more power, she transforms. It is... Correct. It is a... At the start of her action, she transforms. So, like, you don't get to choose... You get to choose when you activate her, but you don't get to choose whether or not she transforms. It's happening. So you're waking up with the ability to do a warbird at range 3, which, like, this attack is legit.
1: One might say she is waking up before she go (laughs) goes.
0: Yeah. I would say... I'd say there's a little bit she's waking up before she go goes into that face. I was going to say That's another right. word. I was going to say <laughs> another word. But you know. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I'm I'm super here for this attack because there's three triggers on it. Placing after the attack is resolved. So, there's two after the attack is resolved and one before damage is dealt. So, how those work is basically the explosive trigger is just going to happen before any of the other triggers. You you have to do the explosive first, right, Sean?
1: That's correct, yeah, because it states before and the other two effects state
0: after. Right, but these other two effects, you choose which order they trigger in if you met the requirements for the throw. So, for instance, if you want to get a little more range out of Carol's placement, you can throw the character short and then place two off of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa, if you just want the character you attacked further away from you, you can place first and
0: then throw them. Exactly. Or if you want to get a better angle to throw said character into their friends, guess what? You can do that too.
1: That's right. Uh, Something else to note here, uh, that placement effect, range two, we we usually see range one.
0: Exactly. And I love this. I think that this creates some really interesting objective play. And as we're going to see when we get to a very specific superpower here, the distance that Carol's going to be able to cover in binary form, I think is going to surprise people, even on that small base.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, she Binary form, Carol's got some zoomies, for sure.
0: She really does. And I I really like what they've done with this character. Like, It feels like when I'm seeing just just on the attack suites, because we're going to talk about superpowers here in a second. So far, it feels like normal mode is is like a solid five threat, maybe not the best, but a solid right just in her own basic things, She's she's fine, right?
1: I would put her probably slightly below the curve, but it's like a passable five.
0: Correct, correct. No superpowers to do anything with, so that like kind of hurts basic form. However, once you flip the script and you've got that power, I mean, we're, we're talking close to a six threat feeling character here.
1: Yes, absolutely. This definitely, it makes the package complete. I do think she'd be a little lacking without like a spender with that, that original form. But this being like her cap off gimmick. Oh, it's so good to see.
0: Yeah, I'm really loving it. So let's talk about superpowers now so we can kind of put this whole picture together. She has an active superpower so she can use it during her turn. I'm just getting warmed up. It's going to cost you two power choose an interactive terrain feature or enemy character, both of size four or less and within range two and throw it, wait for it medium. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Oh man. You love to see it. Sure. Why not? Just give her Hulk's throw. Yeah. I mean, she is, like I said, this look in the comics. Captain Marvel, especially binary form, Captain Marvel is legit.
1: Absolutely, and like it's funny we're going through this sweet. You could even say for the comics, this is slightly underpowered for what binary form can really do. You are, correct. however, it's still like this is really good.
0: Mm. Yeah, and and let's not forget. So this is two power. Warbird's three-power binary blast is one. If you're doing the quick math at home, that's six-power. So you should have that to start your activation with her, which is just wonderful. And and yeah. so, I mean, you've got access to everything. you got access to everything that you want right there, which I think is... I want to give AMG a ton of credit because... That is extremely clever design.
1: It really is. Um, The fact that you're like, oh, great. Like, what can I do with only if you hit that minimum and you transform, you can at least do like the full suite. And considering a superpower we're about to talk about next, (laughs) even more so fits into that mold.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And this throws size four, medium, just. mm, mmm. Yes. So, the next active superpower is ready or not. It's going to cost you zero power. It is an action also. It has an action requirement. Anytime you see the bold action word, that is also a requirement of one of your actions for this character. So, this character immediately makes a move action followed by an attack action. This superpower can be used only once per turn. I'm giggling because this is a zero cost charge. They gave her a
1: free charge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, God. So as we were saying, like you can get a free charge and still use that full suite of Binary Blast, Warbird, getting warmed up. Like, offer just the low, low cost of six power.
0: Yeah. Which it feels like she's going to have access to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or as we went back and look at normal, all the outside of she has two attacks and two separate other powers that give her more power. She, yeah. She's a battery character. And this is the reason why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it, there's more. On this card, but I want to put something into perspective for for the suits out there, because this is an incredible design again, like this is one of the more complicated characters I think that we've seen in a while in terms of finding the synergies and the patterns and all that stuff. And just while we're sitting here, I've kind of seen a little something here. So let me see how you feel about this. So you, you activate Carol. She's got her six powers. She transforms. She does her charge into a warbird, right? Maybe gets okay. into a couple of characters, so she charges into a warbird because this ready-or-not superpower, her charge, doesn't specify which attack you get to use. You can use either one.
1: It is a, a legit charge.
0: Yes. So into the warbird, maybe hits the triggers, maybe doesn't, places within two, and then, you know, she's placing within two, so if she didn't just delete whatever she was attacking, and if maybe she has other targets or something like that, then you get the binary blast off, and you're pushing people off of objectives. Oh, and then you transform back after doing all this. Maybe maybe you, you've done your... I'm just getting warmed up also because there's a size four character that you can throw or a size three building or something sitting there. So, like, yeah, absolutely. I think this the patterns on this character are going to be so much fun to uncover.
1: I agree. I mean, and if you're living your best life and let's say you transform with eight power, that's double warbird territory.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, just. Ooh, the hits just keep on coming. So They really do. It's so good. So I'm going to skip one power again because I think it's relevant to skip it here. Uh, She has two innate abilities, and there's a reactive power I'm going to skip real quick. So the first innate is enhanced energy absorption. So if, for whatever reason, you're able to attack her, maybe during her turn, maybe it's a venom clapback, maybe... It's a Cosmic Ghost Rider got your back. Maybe it's a regular got your back, you know. One of those things, well, she still has her enhanced energy absorption. Now, granted, the most of that stuff I talked about is physical attack, so it wouldn't matter. But either way, she still has her defensive tech that gains her power potentially when she rolls wild. It's exactly the same as before. So I think that's really cool. Second thing here, she is flight and she is... Immune now to incinerate, poison, stagger, and stun. Just, Mm. okay. So someone out there is asking this question, Sean, right now. But wait, she's not immune to stagger and stun normal form. So what if she has those two things when she transforms? Well, we've seen something a little bit like this before with Emma. So, do you mind explaining how that works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, well, you get to start her activation. If she has the power, that'll check. She will transform. She is now at, in her transformed binary state. In that state, she's immune to those conditions. So, if she has those conditions, they fall off.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you staggered yeah. me, but you also, you know, you gave me six powers. So, thanks
1: exactly. it your stagger is moot now. It doesn't matter. That is uh oh, the design on that I just the way that works is mwah, chef's kiss.
0: it really is i'm I'm loving this right now and and just I mean it, it's thematic and it makes sense and it's cool. Binary form Carol is like you know, juiced up Carol, so like I'm here for it. So the superpower I skipped. It's a reactive superpower. I don't need a power-up to kick your butt. It's going to be zero power cost. When this character spends or loses power, after the effect is resolved, if this character has three or less power, it may use this superpower. This character transforms into Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger. This is a really interestingly worded superpower. Would you agree?
1: I do agree, yes. Um, It is pretty unique. Um, You get to kind of control that window of opportunity of, like, when you could transform with that may clause, too. I like that a lot. I like that it just doesn't just immediately check three or less if, yes, you auto-transform. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's May lets you do that full suite of attacks we were talking about, even with just six power, where you may drop down to, you know, three or even one, and you're like, "But I still have something else I can do in binary before I transform." You can absolutely do that. Um, There are things that worry me a little bit
0: Uh, about
1: this. Uh, Cards like No More Mutants or Shush. If you become a if you become greedy and you cash out in binary form like go to zero power and somebody shushes your transform you're not in a great spot.
0: Yeah, so I think that's definitely a concern. I actually have a concern in a different way. So yeah. for this because it is a may You may use a suit. There is no forcible transformation-like situation here with Captain Marvel. It is completely by the character's choice or by the player's choice, I should say. So if you're sitting there with Captain Marvel in her binary form and you have zero power, you can't attack, but could you charge even though you can't actually attack? Could you do that?
1: Hmm. I think that would be a rules forum question, but I mean, I guess like, why would you, if you just move anyway?
0: Right. So I agree. Why would you, if you just move anyway? But like, I feel like it's an interesting thing in that, okay, cool. I can move, transform and then start attacking something. I don't know if there's something there, but then like, okay, if you're just standing there in binary form, you still have your enhanced energy absorption, you're still immune to incinerate, poison, stagger, and stun. So I could see a world where you end your activation, you have zero power, you don't transform back. And now you're immune to incinerate, poison, stun, and stagger. And you're just chilling. And then at the start of your next activation, you say, okay, cool, I'm going to transform back now. Because you have less than three power. And so you do... And then you're placing and now okay cool I'm, I'm right back in the chain of trying to gain that power and you can also potentially see that as like a bit of a deterrent so like hey if you attack me and you power me up i'm staying in binary form and yes. and i will continue to kick your butt
1: yes absolutely yeah i do see there are some there's some play there where you can just be like okay well, I'm at 0, but I'm I've done everything I need to do. So with this last attack, I'm just not or last attack or the throw. I'm just not going to transform. I'm just going to stay binary. We're just going to stay right here. I'll get a power in the power phase. And there in like worst case scenario, I do a free charge again, do a binary blast, and after that attack transform back and still have another action. Um like that could be some play there uh, and that way too, you're guaranteeing a way to get in with ready or not being free. yes so yeah, I mean that's definitely some clever play there just for that extra mobility on that next round activation
0: yeah yeah so so I I think that there's there again this is this is a character that I think is very puzzly in that. It's going to take a while to see what happens. And there's going to be patterns that form that that people are going to come up with and saying, this is the pattern. But this is a character that I want to I want to stress this point to the suits out there listening. Whatever pattern, what if if someone like me, Sean, anyone says this is how you play this character, raise a little bit of an eyebrow at that because I think that there's a lot of different ways to play. Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avenger. And it's going to take a lot of time and a, a lot of play time within the community to really discover all those different things that she's going to be really good at.
1: Definitely agree. Um, she has so much going on with the binary form. The uh, normal side, a little bit more of a, I guess, one trick pony, if you will, in the fact that she's just looking to gain power. Exactly. Um, But she wants to just drive home, going into binary, and just popping off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And let me ask you this. So now that we've covered everything on this character's card, what are your overall thoughts on Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avenger?
1: I think she's great. I think she's a very solid five threat. I don't know if she's like cream of the crop, but she's close, if not um she packs a punch i said the normal side of course is a little lacking without like a spender of its own like that but as we mentioned in a way that spender is just binary form and binary form is this total package of of a character that can just do it all Um, high energy defense characters will probably not be too threatened like a claw or something like that but claws about the only one that has insane energy defense in this game right now yeah um so having an energy attack suite is very good that's one of the strongest things you can be having in this game
0: yeah i mean energy is still the most underrepresented defense type so i mean yeah it's it's really great and and I think what I said earlier really stands out as we went through this character card. Probably a less than, you know, below the curve five threat in normal form, which is fine because as soon as you flip that switch, you get at least one activation of feeling like a six threat. I, I really feel that way. Like when I read binary ca- Captain Marvel here, I see a six threat character.
1: I do too. The only, the only thing that's not six ish threat on it is maybe that you could argue the health, but I mean, if the health was on par, then it would not be a balanced character.
0: Sure. At that point. Sure. Ex- um, exactly.
1: Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. I good job. AMG. Uh, this is a great, like awesomely designed character.
0: Completely agree. So next question I have for you, Sean, we've raved about this character and, and we've talked about different play patterns and different things and how I I personally think that she's going to be a bit of a force on the tabletop. I think she, she is one that like, if you see her across the table from you, you, my thought process is deny, 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 right? Don't attack, make her come to you try to get her to attack you so that she's slowly building that power as opposed to juicing her up instantly. Do you feel like that that is a way to deal with her or do you feel like that that's just delaying the inevitable?
1: I think early game. Absolutely. I think like that first round, maybe even two, uh, probably like, yeah, like with those first two rounds, I think that is the game plan. You are holding off letting her do her thing and just pretty much playing around her. Um, But what she will eventually, unless if your opponent just rolls bad as that can happen in this game. Oh yeah. um, But you, she will eventually get the power to turn. I think at that point you are looking to potentially alpha strike this character and just dumps her as fast as possible. She does only have seven health. And if you're attacking with physical attacks, she does not have any tech against that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that this is one of those characters where you, if you did a little bit of damage and she has not transformed into binary form and she's sitting there in normal form, maybe you did attack or maybe her activation's already over, which this to me is a quintessential don't activate first character unless she's ready for binary situation. But that's just my opinion right now. But like chipping away and really trying to throw everything you got at her with physical is going to be paramount. And and making your opponent have to make choices as to, okay, Carol has one health left. Which, if you leave her on one health and she's got power for days, I'm like, yeah, just that's gonna be good. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but that's that's how I feel about her for um, for sure. Yeah. She's just a monster of a character. Uh, yeah. That binary form is scary.
0: It really is. It really is. So yeah, I I love this character. I think that we have uh, a lot of fun to look forward to in Earth's Mightiest Core Set. and I think that Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avenger has a lot of fun places to be here and i don't necessarily want to get too deep into the affiliation discussion i think new avengers is obviously a place she's going to love with these triggers so that'll be a fun thing but is there any other affiliation that you see her really shining in as a five threat because i mean that's a that it's nothing to scoff at on the cost front
1: right i i'm honestly if i don't we don't know her affiliation with that uh hopefully like a force um i think she makes a great character to play the their version special delivery yes um with she hulk with her flight and having her and she hulk in someone's face is terrifying
0: uh yeah yeah that's that's really good i think it's really awesome and a force is definitely one another Like sneaky one, like this isn't the character that I necessarily would put in this slot out of this core box. However, I think that Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger really provides some interesting things for convocation. Because being able to use that enhanced energy absorption during the Ironbound Book's turn, cool. You attack her with any kind of attack, any kind of attack. She's counting those wilds as as like blank. You get to blanket and all that stuff. Like I love that.
1: I like that, too. Actually, I like that a lot. Uh, Something else I just thought about, too, uh, maybe give her some Inhumans play. Uh, Passing her power with that leadership just to feed into that binary form faster.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anywhere that she doesn't have to spend her power for, for things that she wouldn't on her binary form, right? So, like, I don't think something like Midnight Suns would be particularly good. I don't particularly like Uh, The new shield for her because, again, I don't think she wants to spend her power in that way. So anywhere where she can be fed power or make that power even more efficient than I think she already is, I think is going to pay dividends.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could even make an argument for, like, OG Cap with uh, his Avengers leadership. Um, You're only getting it for, I'm just getting warmed up, but that's still a reduction.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's solid. So yeah, I think that's all I got for Captain Marvel cosmic Avenger. Sean, what about you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, a character. Yeah. Um, as I said, AMG, I think knocked it out of the park with the design.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So now I want to pivot a little bit and, and finish off our show here. We don't need to get too, 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 too deep into this discussion. But I want to talk about tournaments and stuff. So we have NashCon coming up. It's a, a pretty big event. It was the biggest like post COVID event at the time, which was really awesome to see. And then now I think it's more kind of like it's still a big event. And last year, what did we have like 70 people or something play in it.
1: That's correct. And I think we have around, last I checked, I want to say we're about the same number as we had last year.
0: Yeah, which I'm really excited to see. And anyways, I want to talk about like tournament stuff and like what you can do if you're traveling for this tournament. And I know that this podcast is releasing on Thursday and plenty of people are already going to be there and if you are and you're listening to this in, in the future times, then take it with you to the next one. You know what I mean? like. But um, if you are traveling and you don't get in until maybe Friday or Saturday, then I hope that this is a little bit of advice. Or if you just have a an, a, an event that has nothing to do with NashCon coming up, then maybe this will help. Anyways, I just want to say that tournament play is, is a lot of fun it can be pretty sweaty and I don't mean from the temperature but it is a lot of fun and by and large within the Marvel Crisis Protocol community I have had very limited negative experiences when I've been to events so yeah
1: I can agree Uh, I'm in the same boat as you I've uh it's not often that I come across uh playing someone that it's a bad experience uh even in like on a tournament level I can easily I've played in plenty of tournaments at this point I can count on one hand uh how many people I've just genuinely did not have a good experience with um everyone else has just been a gem I usually walk out of a tournament setting making friends
0: yeah yeah I, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, shoot, we've got more than enough people to count that we met at Nashcon that first year that are our friends and that we we constantly interact with and and chit chat with and all that stuff. And and that's just it. You know, when you're standing there across from your opponent, remember at the end of the day, you're both there to have fun.
1: Yeah, I, and I think sometimes that can. With that sweatiness you're mentioning, uh, the losing side of that can happen. I've had to check myself in the past. Um, It's just remember what you're there for. Have a good time. Like, give a good game to your opponent and just enjoy yourself.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So that enjoy yourself part of it, I think, is, is really really what you you have to remember because it's really easy to get caught up in a bad dice roll or a matchup that might not be the best for you so for instance i'm taking guardians of the galaxy i have cosmic ghost rider in my list he is currently the one that is the not good fun times for some people and if you roll up and you see a cosmic Ghost Rider, a Hulk, a Malekith, any of these other battle cruisers that we we talk about. If you see those characters, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad time, and it means that you're just going to have to play. You know what I mean? You're going to have to play and roll those dice, and it's it's it can be tough at times.
1: It can be for sure, yeah. Uh, making sure you stay out of that negative mental health, uh, space, like um, just like seeing that stuff in a roster, um, it helps tremendously. Just play to your outs always, and you uh, <clears throat> know you never know. You don't know how they're going to roll in that game, right? You know they yeah. could just they could play it all, and next thing you know they're just rolling unsuccessfully, and you're just like, oh, this is nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right? Um, things, everything could happen.
0: Anything can happen. That's right. That's why you roll the dice and everything. Another thing that I think is something that I've never really talked about before and I don't see talked about very often, but it's the idea of like, let's say you play a couple rounds, maybe you're one and one, Uh, maybe you're, you're two and two and one or one and two, you know, two and one is probably different than what I'm about to say. But let's say that you're maybe not, things aren't going as well as you maybe had hoped. There's nothing wrong with dropping There's nothing wrong with that at a big event like this. But I know it's something that we don't talk about very often, Sean. And, you know, when you go to something like this, you're there to have fun and hang out with your friends and that kind of stuff. And if maybe if the people you're there to see are all a part of the tournament and y'all all are just playing together, that's one thing. But if you're there and like, you know, a few people in your group all are like, Ah, we're not having the best day. Let's just drop and go go to a bar or something. That's perfectly okay. Like some people might complain about dropping and strength of schedule and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day it's it's your vacation just like it is for somebody else, so you know i don't i don't I personally don't have any problem seeing people drop. I don't know how you feel about that,
1: so I come as you know and i've mentioned it on this cast before i come from an mtg background a magic gathering um drop dropping in that community is part of the course um it wasn't until i came to tabletop gaming that i this aura and just verbiage of just like dropping being this bad thing ever came across um i am with you i disagree in the fact that I don't I don't think it's bad. If you are not enjoying yourself, if you if you're in like this mental funk, you can't get yourself out of it. Don't just keep putting yourself in those situations and ha- like not having a good time. You're there to have fun, and if you're round 3 round 4 deep and you're like one in 3 or, you know, what have you or let's say you know god forbid you have one of those bad game experiences and you end up losing and now you're like ah my last opponent which wasn't wasn't a good experience and they kind of stole that game from me yeah like if you're not feeling it you know you're out of cuts get out like go ahead and drop go have a good time go get a beer like (laughs) go get some food enjoy yourself um, I did it last year. Uh, round, my round three I was a soul-crushing loss because uh, I had the game in the bag and then time ran out and I didn't realize that it, we were even close. And if I just had changed an activation order, I would have won that game. And I went into my round four, really down in the dumps about it, and I got dumpstered. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, we're done. We're done. Like I don't want to play round five. I went and got some food and walked around and enjoyed myself at the con.
0: Yep. I remember that very, I remember, remember that happening. And, and that's the thing, there's nothing wrong with that. And me personally, I'm probably not dropping from an event like this because just, I know from the conversations on the house party protocol discord and all of these different people that I've interacted with online and stuff like that, you know, one, I'm there to play the games regardless of how good or bad they're going I want to play. So that's what I'm going to do. But I also Sean up at warfare weekend last year. I mean, you remember we had a conversation like that where I was like, man, I don't know. You know, I was kind of in a weird mental funk. I was playing this, uh, convocation sentinels list. that was just not working. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but at the same time, like, I also know that, you know, I want to, I want to meet people. I want to play people. And, I can look back at the experience from last year's Nashcon when I played Brad in the last round, we goofed off, we had fun. And and he took that game, but we had a great time. And and that's the thing that like, even if you're one in five or, or well, that's an unrealistic one for Nashcon, but no matter what your record is, you can still find the joy in the game. And once that pressure of trying to make it to day two is gone it can be a lot more fun and a lot and very freeing i would say
1: yes and hopefully the caveat what i was saying earlier too was kind of like taken uh in the fact of if you're still down to play don't yeah don't drop continue playing have fun i only consider the dropping part when it's you're just not having a good time anymore yes Yeah. Don't force yourself through it. If you're, but if you're still enjoying your games and you're like, you know what? I just want to meet more people. Keep jamming. Yeah. Do it. By all means, keep playing, keep having fun. That's what you're there to do.
0: Yep. Exactly. That's exactly it. And with that, I want to say like when you're at an event like this, there's going to be a ton of people. At least the room will not be the side room that's hot as Hades, uh, which I'm really glad for. But also, be respectful of your fellow players. I think that goes without saying, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I think that's just basic stuff. You know, try not to be smelling bad all the time. Like, you know, if you got a fart, you got a fart. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> right.
1: Personal hygiene, of course. Uh, yeah. Also, too, other side notes on this as well. Just like general taking care of yourself. Make sure you stay hydrated. Uh, make sure you are at least like snacking or, and, or have like a plan for food. Luckily at this venue, there is a restaurant within the hotel. So that helps. Um, but like last year there was another event going on outside of just Nashcon. And so that restaurant was packed.
0: Oh yes. Oh yeah. Now I can confirm the hot chicken sandwich they have at that restaurant. Pretty good
1: yes it is they have some good food there. a little pricey but i mean it's a hotel restaurant what do you expect yeah um but that being said yes there is food on site there are a couple plate establishments not far off and we do get an hour lunch break so but outside of that make sure you know you at least have some snacks just trying to make sure you stay fueled up um, we, it would be probably a less of an issue this year since we are in a bigger space, but last year and the year before that, the room we were in was definitely small, a lot of body heat. Um, and it, it was rough at times.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Hydration and and a little snack. You know what I mean? Like a little pack of goldfish or something it goes a long way.
1: It really, really does. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of trail mix personally, but you know,
0: there you go. I respect <laughs> no. it. I respect it. Yeah. and, Appreciate and. That. In addition to to the the taking care of yourself and being respectful thing another thing that I try to do is whenever you're playing against someone especially someone that you don't know if you have an effect that say moves their model I would always ask before you touch somebody else's models
1: Yes that is tabletop etiquette 101
0: well, I mean, I, and I haven't run into something where where it's been a a problem, but I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things that if somebody's first time at an event, they might not think about that, and it's one of those things where you know, if someone hasn't put a varnish on it, and somebody's got some greasy fingers, that can mess up someone's paint job or something. Or if you're like me and your models are like gray or somewhat painted, you know, well,
1: you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, absolutely I agree with that for sure. Yeah.
0: It, it, but that's just one of those things that like, you don't think about it until you think about it. Yeah. For you sure. know, and then, um, let's see some other, other fun things, uh, at this event specifically is if you're traveling, then, you know, make sure to do all the fun things that are, are a part of travel, be safe, all that stuff. If you want to, and you're listening to this, it doesn't matter whether you're a part of our discord Or whatever, it does not matter. If you want to hang out, uh, come find me at the con on Saturday. I'll be wearing my my microwave shirt because I think it's hilarious. Uh, So I'll be wearing that, and I'll have my hat on that says HPP Will on the side. So you'll be able to find me uh, if you want to say hey. Also, Saturday evening, at some point in that night, we are going to head out to the Baked Bear Ice Cream Sandwich Place, which is it's another level. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably one of my favorite things in Nashville. I, I love it so much. I, it's ice cream it sandwiches. So good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's custom ice cream sandwiches. Right. Got to remember that custom
0: custom <laughs> custom. Yes. Right. So, and that's the thing. You can get two different cookies on either side of your ice cream sandwich and they'll warm it up for you and they'll put it in a bowl and they'll give you a fork so you can eat it. It's wonderful
1: places are really really good yeah yes. it's uh one of the highlights for sure
0: yeah and then uh if you're into it we'll probably head out to division street which is a um party street i'm gonna I'm just party street yeah yeah
1: at least it's like the locals party street not yes. the uh not, not broadway the trap one
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a good time, Party Street. We'll have a good time and and goof off. Probably continue to talk about MCP. You know, have some high noons and uh, you know do all the stuff. So I say all this to say, if you're listening to this and you're at the con, hit me up and and we will we will we'll get it done. And you can if you need to find me uh, and and you haven't found me in you know at the con, you can send me a message on Discord. I'm at HPP underscore will on all the major discords. You can find me in there and send me a DM and then I can, can coordinate stuff in that way. that will be a little easier. You can send me emails, house pod at gmail.com. That's another great way. And just yell out in the con, like, Hey, a hole. And I'll be like, what's up? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that usually works.
1: Can confirm does work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, another, another little thing I want to say about like the tournament stuff. Don't be afraid to ask for a judge.
1: I will absolutely come over and help you out.
0: Yeah. Like I I know that there's a lot of like, oh, how does this work? Oh, I'm not sure. And if if you can't really come to an agreement, you don't have to get kind of like, no, it's like this. You can be like, Hey, cool. So this is how this works. And if your opponent's like, okay, well, um, no, I thought it went like this. It's not a big deal to say, okay, cool, let's call a judge over and we can confirm it or, you know, whatever, and we'll get it the right call here. There's nothing yep. wrong with that.
1: Even if someone is just like a little bit like, you know, I think you're right, but I just want to confirm, that's completely fine. Um, even it, like never let your opponent try to talk you out of calling a judge or anything like that because uh, there's nothing against it. At all, uh, it's just good to just know and just get confirmation of how something works. And even if uh, Nate or I aren't a hundred percent sure on how a rule works, we will have our phones on hand with the forums. Um, and we will find your answer.
0: Correct, correct. And then uh, the last thing last thing I want to say about tournament stuff is emotions run high. At things like this at times. And I personally am a fairly passionate player. And I know other people are very passionate players. You can still be a passionate player while being respectful to your fellow players. You also can have that passion and not put it out. I don't know how. I'm not trying to be preachy or anything. But like me. I I will cuss. I will Use profanity, and if I have a dice roll that goes bananas bad for me, I will probably yell out an expletive. I get one per day usually is, is kind of my quota, according to Nate. That kind of thing is perfectly okay in my eyes, but when it becomes a problem is when it messes with your opponent. And for me, I'm always in, in high spirits, I would say, most of the time so it's not really been a problem but realize uh, i say this to say realize that there is a lot of passionate gaming that's going to be happening and that doesn't always mean it's a negative when someone gets their passions flowing is that, am i saying that right sean
1: i i see what you're where you're going with it yeah I, absolutely i don't just try to make so sure there. that you're not um making your opponent uncomfortable um make like if you do have an, ex- like how Will has mentioned here, if you have an ex- uh, a burst like that, just make sure like, hey, my apologies or like that. Just make sure your opponent's cool. Always make sure you're checking in with them and things are Gucci.
0: Yes. And then I, I said that was the last thing. There's one more thing I want to say, Sean. This yeah. is the last, last thing. Okay. Probably. So, <laughs> So with Marvel Crisis Protocol there is a rule where you get to choose your board edge after you've rolled off for priority. There's a lot of times at an event like this where you're walking down a big long table to get to your spot. Okay. That can make it a little awkward to say, I would rather have that side. It's okay to request a change of side
1: yeah don't don't just follow become a complacent if you will on just like oh well i'm already over here but yet let's say you're playing like a model on a 65 mil base and you want to put like you're playing hammers and you're like oh i would like to place some right here but you notice on your side of the board there's a terrain piece that prevents it and on the other side of the board there's not and you're like well I think I would like that side. Don't be afraid to say that. If you've won that dice roll and you get that choice, like, take it. Don't yes. just be like, oh, you know, I'll just deal with it.
0: Yep. I absolutely agree. Just, it's okay. and um, Absolutely. Yeah. And Sean, is there anything for you?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, being together like that, uh, I will mention... Please make sure you're up to date on all your rules. Um, make, make sure you're reading the most recent rules packets, also the ban restricted list. Um we would hate to have to like pull anyone aside, make them change their list last minute, um, especially for anyone that only brings their list to the event. And you're scrambling to try to find replacements. You know, we're just prevent any of that ahead of time. Um, also know that now, you know, follow me's banned, is restricted um things like that so make sure you're just up to date on all your rules packets i think we've hit everything else pretty much on the head if you're packing uh i would highly suggest packing the night before instead of packing last minute um i have had tournaments where i've forgotten my character cards (laughs) yeah uh, I think Will, you may have had an incident or two where you've may have forgotten like something crucial to a list.
0: I, I may or may not have had that happen a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd say t- I'll take that and say double, double check. Like you know, do a double check, then do another double check. So not the triple check. Like triple check is just checking three times. This is like a double, double check.
1: Yeah, you're kind of quadding it, but you're splitting it into two. Exactly. right see i like to pack the night before and then that way whenever i'm about you know like getting ready to leave that day of i double check as he mentioned my everything i packed that previous night before and uh i know i'm good to go it's just an extra layer of um confirmation for you um and outside of that though that's a battle i have just come say hi of you know nate and nate as we already know a very friendly wonderful host uh, this is a great event that he's able to take a part of um, i'm very uh, honored to be a part of it this year uh, it'll be a great time um, and i will say if you're in town early on friday we're, there's a team event that's happening for mcp and i'm actually going to be running a little side room for star wars shatterpoint so feel free to come by play some games and say hey
0: yeah, it's going to be a good time. And um, ultimately, if you're in town Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all that stuff, just just find some people and be like, hey, what y'all up to? You know, do the thing. Find Nate, find Sean, find myself. Many other people are going to be there that you may or may not know. And and like we said earlier, this is a time for making friends and for for having a good time and i know there's a lot of like going out to dinners, a lot of lunch, a lot of this different stuff, you know, uh there's going to be some people bring in some different board games and stuff, so take the time to to go and and enjoy that aspect of it as well. So,
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, so um i think that's everything i wanted to cover. This was kind of a loosey goosey like tournament thing, but I feel like that a lot has already been said and, and there's plenty of like competitive advice I could give you, but like, you know, Oh, hang on. I've got the last, last, last thing now. Cause I just thought of one and it's (laughs) go for it. It's, it's this right here. If you're used to playing very casually with like a, Oh, I'm going to, I meant to bump that. I didn't mean to put that there or let me, let me just move this or move that. Be aware that this is a tournament setting and that not everyone will be okay with the old take backsies. Okay. It's, it's one of those things where like, if you talk to your opponent, like if you're like, okay, the intent here is to be within range one, these tools and models are fiddly. So I might be bumping them, but I'm, I'm within range one. Like that's, that's one thing, but If you're like, oh man, I didn't mean to move that character there, or oh, I forgot my winging it tokens. Look, I'm going to forget my winging it tokens at some point. I know I am, but I also don't expect my opponent to be gracious enough to allow me to put those on there if I forget them. Do I hope that that happens? Sure, but I don't expect that to happen, and I would not think ill of my opponent if they don't let me do that. So... Those are one of those things that's like again, if you, especially if you don't know someone, and you're used to playing in a lot more casual of a setting, it can it can be jarring when you're like, "Nah, you can't do that." Sorry.
1: Right. Absolutely. It to me, it's uh, and like make judge calls too. Like if it's something that is, um, that has like you just missed that trigger. Nothing. No. No game state has changed. Mm-hmm. And let's say your opponent is still being a little prickly about the situation, being like, "Well, you've already passed, but literally nothing has happened." That sometimes can be excused um, because the game state has not changed. Correct. Um, How and like, and you are more than welcome to call a TO Nate or I over to help make that call. Um, But outside of that, yeah, if if we're like talking about the winging tokens, for instance, when you're Pass that power phase, you're on like the second activation. And then you're like, oh, dang it. I forgot this. If they said, if they say, sorry, bud, like then you're, unfortunately that that has passed well on at that point.
0: Yep. Yep. So, So. and,
1: and even moving models too. Like if you, if you have your hand on the model and you pick it up and you move it, when, when you let go and you're just like, okay, that's good. There's like no, and like. You're going on to that next thing and you're like, oh, well, actually I meant to like shimmy him against this terrain piece for pushes or throws at you're a bit past that at that point. Mm -hmm. Like when you, the intention is when you let go of that model, then you're, you're, that's it. You're done.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, it's a thing. So just look, and I don't think anyone is intentionally trying to be an a-hole about that kind of thing in a general sense, but, but. Again, I just want to, like, let people know that that's a thing at a big event, is is playing, you know, tight, if you will. But anyways.
1: Right. You can, I will say a small caveat here, always be vocal with your opponent. Like, yes. making sure, like, mentioning, like, intentions, um, that can kind of help w- mitigate some situations in that uh area especially when it comes to movement and whatnot you're like hey my intention is to be outside of range four of your character here and if you are then moving and you've like you're it kind of gives you a little bit more leniency of like the little bit of a shimmy to like make sure you're outside of that range that you mentioned you that your intention was to be so yep. that can help in those situations
0: yep so that's where i want to leave it because we are running a little long and it's one of those things where I, uh, that might seem like a little bit of a sour note to leave it on. But I think just remember to have fun. It is supposed to be fun. That's that's where we're going to leave it. Because at the end of the day, we're pushing little plastic things around the board. And for me, that's pretty fun. So I'm, I'm really excited for this event. I'm really excited to see my friends that I only see once or twice a year. Shout out, Graham. You know, shout out uh, one absolute Matt, shout out Jimmy the hand, all these people, like if I'm leaving you out, I'm sorry, but like, there's all these people that I enjoy my time with them, whether that's on the tabletop or just being around them. So I'm excited to see those people again. And, and it's one of those things where that kind of stuff is why I travel to the events that I travel to is those interactions. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, for sure. That's It's not about the game, or an old saying in magic, it's not about magic, it's about the gathering.
0: <laughs> I like it. It's not about the Marvel, it's about the protocol. No, nope, that doesn't work. It's not, <laughs> not about not the crisis, well. it's about the Marvel. No, still, we're still not there. <laughs>
1: we'll get it we'll we'll hammer it down one day it'll be fine it's exciting to see merzane too we get to let him out of his dungeon right
0: yeah i mean look he's gonna have an ankle tracker on though smart just because we can't just let him roam we've seen what happens when we just let him roam around out there and it's never good
1: oh not at all
0: yeah no no never never so sean where can people find you
1: oh yeah i'm all i'm on discord uh, sandbox 87 is like the base name um i'm usually just like sandbox sean on there uh I, you can listen to the gamers guild podcast uh, i'm on the shatterpoint episodes uh we actually just released an episode uh this past tuesday uh please go give that a listen if you are interested in Shatterpoint. um and Email is seanmorson 87 at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email with any questions, comments, concerns, or if you want a TO close to the Memphis area.
0: Yes, Sean is a great TO. I've played in many events that he's run. Always a good time. Always well set up. Uh, I I really appreciate everything that you do for the local community, my man.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Will. And I mean, you are always a great sport at all these things. I appreciate the podcast and the work you do here.
0: Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And to all the suits out there listening, thank you so much for your time today. I hope this has been informative and fun and and all all the stuff that a podcast should be. And if you're interested in interacting with us, you can check out patreon.com slash houseparty protocol for as little as a dollar a month or let me do some quick math here. There's like 12. It's $12 per year. You can hang out in what is honestly the coolest place on the internet. I'm I, speaking for myself, and, and I know that there's other cool places on the internet, but I think this one takes the cake. It's the House Party Protocol Discord channel. We have a great time in there, lots of varied discussions about not just Marvel Crisis Protocol. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, Sean. I've made a lot of friends, people that I would call friends, through... That Discord that without it, I would have never met. And and it's something that I'm I'm really grateful for. I'm I'm grateful for all the relationships that I've been able to build as part of this podcast and through that Discord. And I'm pretty sure that some other people have become friends in that Discord as well. And some of them I get to meet for the first time this weekend, and I'm really excited in face. So that's the thing. Like I know these people, but I get to meet them in in person, and I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You have a great thing going on in your Discord. I know I've been a little quiet and behind the scenes recently, not as vocal, but uh, I'm definitely still there. I'm still kind of lurking about here and there. Uh, It is a wonderful place to just like talk to the community there is amazing.
0: Yeah. And uh, also, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Again, just appreciate the, the clicks on the download. I appreciate all of that. If you do have the opportunity, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps other people trying to find Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way to this podcast. And then also you can send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. You can just DM me, find me in one of these other Discord channels, and just DM me. If you really need to say anything, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm open to that. Send me messages on Facebook. I love talking to people over there, comments. I love seeing the comments whenever I make a Facebook post or something like that. It's really fun to interact with people in that way. So uh, thank you so much for everything, Suits. And Sean, I really appreciate you being here. Party on, buddy. Party on, Will. And power down, Suits.